0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Sustainability Speaks, where your hosts, Deja and Saskia. On today's podcast, we're
1: excited to welcome Samir, who's the co-founder of Prodigy Snacks. Samir, would you like to introduce yourself? Tell us a bit about what Prodigy is.
2: Sure. Hi, guys. Um, my name is Samir Vaswani. Um, I'm a, a, an F&B entrepreneur. Uh, we, we started the business Prodigy Snacks Limited and the, and the chocolate brand Prodigy. Uh, Prodigy seeks to I guess disrupt the impulse chocolate category um, you know for far too long we've been uh, in my opinion fed substandard chocolate treats um, both on the health and sustainability front so we're trying to tackle those issues in the chocolate industry uh, and we are sort of re uh, reimagining I guess uh, all the classic chocolate favorites that we've all grown up with but making them uh, definitely healthier for us and better for our bodies um, and less damaging to the environment. Uh, and also making sure that our supply chain is is fully ethical and all our ingredients are sourced properly.
1: Ah, super cool. This is the first sort of food we'd ha- we've had on the podcast. This is really exciting. Um, as you're the co-founder, can you tell us a bit about where the idea came from?
2: Sure, um, I- I've been, uh, in the industry for uh, a good 20, 20 odd years. Before I started Prodigy, I ran a manufacturing operation. So we built factories that were producing things like biscuits and confectionery, lollipops and hard-boiled candies and uh, chewing gum, bubble gum, uh, biscuits as well. Uh, and through that entire journey, um, you know, which which we we ran that business for about 12, 15 years, through that journey, I, I had the pleasure uh, of... of Witnessing how refined sugar is produced in sugar refineries how um, you know refined flours are produced the type of ingredients that go into manufacturing of, of confectionery products and biscuits the impact on the environment of those manufacturing processes um, you know the whole world of plastic packaging and then when I le- I left that business back in 2015 um, took a bit of time off uh, went traveling with my family uh, you know, had, had a couple of kids in the interim. Uh, and, and one of our travels, you know, we, we went on a bit of a road trip for, for two or three weeks. And as you know, we're driving with kids. You've got to stop every now and again and pick up some snacks. And, um, at each stop, I just couldn't find a, a nice chocolate treat or, 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 any snack, to be honest, um, that I would not feel guilty about feeding to my children. Um, and then, so, so having, having the experience of running a manufacturing operation and producing products like this, my wife and I decided, you know what, um, it's time to sort of start up again, set up a new business. Um, and we've got to take on this, this industry and, and basically show everyone that there is a better way of, of producing these products with better ingredients, with better supply chain practices, uh, and also with, with, um, better packaging.
0: Great, thank you so much for that overview. I guess another question that I have, following on from Saskia's, would be, who is your target consumer base? Uh, because you did mention that essentially you got the idea to come up with prodigy snacks because of your children, you know, wanting to feed them snacks that you don't feel guilty about. Who would you say at the moment um, are you trying to target?
2: So ultimately, you know, we, we have. Um, we have fairly large ambitions. So we, we uh, ultimately we want to be a chocolate brand for for everyone. Um, but at the moment, you know, it's a journey to get there. So at the moment, our target audience is essentially all those people out there who are are conscious consumers, um, the people who are willing to make the the better swaps or the smarter swaps. So whether you drive electric, you know, whether you um, you know, bank with a with one of the new sort of you know digital app-based banks. Um, you know whether you you shop at your your local butcher and and you eat grass-fed meat, or whether you buy sustainable fish. Um, you know uh, all, all those consumers who are just conscious about the purchases that they make, the decisions that they make, uh, and want to make better choices that are less damaging to their health and their bodies, and also. Uh, very importantly, less damaging to our environment.
1: So you spoke a bit about how you're trying to place some of the traditional chocolate bars. What products do you have available and what are these made of?
2: Um, at the moment, we've got a, a range of six um, impulse bars. Um, we have our own kind of reimagination of a, a peanut and caramel classic, uh, another coconut classic as well. And then a, another range of four sort of solid chocolate bars, again, sort of reimagining the, the, the classic favorites like dark, dark chocolate and sea salt, and a, a, a roasted hazelnut chocolate bar, orange chocolate bar, uh, and of course, a plain chocolate. What are they made of? They're made of, of course, the, the you know, sustainably and ethically sourced cacao. It's single origin from, um, from Peru um or all, all sourced from cooperative farmers that engage in regenerative agricultural practices um so that so so that's a more sort of ethical source of cacao uh we stay away from african cacao um, largely because of the child labor issue um and as much you know certification as you can source from from these suppliers you know there's there's always that that much of a risk and uh in, in my opinion the the, the South American cacao has a much lower risk of the child labor issue. Um, and then we use, you know, we don't use refined sugar, because I personally feel that refined sugars are, are very toxic for us. Um, again, the, the, I've seen the way they're produced and the chemicals that are used to, to turn, you know, sugarcane into, into this white crystal powder. Um, and so we, we refrain from refined sugars, we refrain from palm oil, we refrain from things like glucose syrups, we refrain from high fructose corn syrups, and we use all natural ingredients. Um, ingredients that are as close to their natural um, sort of inherent state as, as possible. So we use coconut sugar, for example, Instead of the refined sugar, coconut sugar is is uh, essentially starts as a as a syrup uh, directly from the sap of the coconut tree or the palm tree, uh, and it is just cooked gently over heat until it de- until it sort of crystallizes into a, into a brown powder. Nothing is added to it. There's no bleaching or washing processes to it, uh, and so we use coconut sugar. And in combination, we also use um, lucuma. Lucuma is again a South American uh, fruit, which has a, a really nice sweet caramel uh, sort of taste profile to it. Um, and a combination of the coconut sugar and the Lukuma, uh gives us a, a, you know, a, a really sort of lovely taste, uh, a lovely sweet taste to the, to the chocolate, but helps to maintain our sort of target sugar content, which is well below 20%, which um, I believe is an industry first. Uh, to to create chocolate that has a sugar content below twenty percent without using artificial sweeteners um, is 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 something that uh, we feel is a bit of a game changer.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It completely sounds like it, and it sounds very impressive, and definitely that it has a lot of longevity. Especially, I feel like with the current consumer base becoming so much more conscious conscious of their environmental impact and also what they're putting in their bodies. Another question that I have in relation to, you know, your suppliers and how you mentioned that you decided to choose to source a lot of your supply from South America Um, on the ground, how do you vet your suppliers and how do you establish those relationships?
2: Um, So it is a challenge, um, you know, short of, uh, Flying out to Peru, you know, uh, and, and and sort of witnessing everything for ourselves, which which obviously in our short lifespan uh, in the middle of a pandemic was was quite challenging. But you know, how do we do it? it, it it's it's just like anything else, right? We do our diligence. Um, we've met the individuals who run those cooperative farms or source rather source from those cooperative farms. We vet their their, their documentation yeah, we just talk to them, we engage in dialogue, we look at their um, their, their images, their pictures from the cooperative farms in Peru. And it's not only about the cacao, right? It's about all the other ingredients as well. Um, we, we do our research, we check out the certificates of analysis, uh, the data sheets that are that from, from all the ingredients that we source. Uh, we make sure that they are, as I said earlier, as, as close to its natural state as possible, that they have not undergone multiple processes that ultimately strip out all, all their nutrition and nutrients uh, in in these ingredients um and yeah that's essentially how we've we've managed to do it um and my my sort of experience in manufacturing has really helped me to to sort of do that uh as as diligently as possible
1: kind of moving on from what makes the product unique because i think that's very well established what do you think makes your brand unique
2: so, you know, we're, we're we're taking on the issues, you know, plastic and single-use plastic, for example, is, is a massive issue for me. Uh, we delayed the launch of our product by almost a year because uh, we had to move from one manufacturer to another just because the, the manufacturer that we originally planned to, to work with just could not or refuse to handle the the compostable packaging materials, uh, the non-plastic compostable packaging materials that we were we were determined to use. So single-use plastic, we're taking on that issue. Um, our chocolates are fully plant-based, which is certainly not unique, uh, as you guys know that there's a lot of new sort of vegan and plant-based chocolate brands out there. But we feel that that we are taking on all the issues in in our brand. So you've got a lot of vegan and plant-based chocolate brands, but they're still packed with refined sugar, or they're still using plastic packaging, uh, or they're still using the glucose syrups and, and the sort of you know highly processed ingredients. Uh, you have some brands that have tackled the plastic-free issue and are using also sort of uh, paper-based materials to, to package their product. But again, they may not be plant-based, or they're still using all those nasty ingredients within the products. And then again, there there are some who are also using not using refined sugars, have also uh, taken on sort of plastic-free materials and using paper-based products, which is great. But again, they're sort of got artificial sweetness, for example, or um, you know they haven't they haven't. Uh, uh, fully evaluated their their ethical supply chains and so on and so forth so so we 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 feel that we're taking on all the issues and really creating a product that delivers on so many um on so many angles that 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 again are better for us have provide a a nutritional benefit as well Our, our bars are high in fiber uh, prebiotic fiber, that is, uh, which, which is great for our digestive systems and, and, and really amplifies our gut health. So with every chocolate bar, you're getting a wonderful treat. Uh, it's a conscious product that has a, a low cut, car- well, a, a carbon zero um, footprint, um, and also has a nutritional benefit.
1: So on the point of the The compostable material, the wrapping of the chocolate, like what sort of is this material made of? I know you briefly touched on it. And how should I dispose of the packaging?
2: Yeah, this is a great question and a a bit of a hot subject. So the material is is fully compostable, a certified home compostable and industrial compostable. There's been a lot of uh, criticism of of these type of materials recently about how, you know, the the misnomer that they're only industrial compostable. And so therefore, how much of these wrappers actually find their way to industrial compostable, a composting facility, because the infrastructure in the UK is just not... um, up to speed but i just want to clarify that they are certified home compostable as well so for all those conscious consumers out there who have home compost bins they're perfectly fine to go into your home compost bins Um, but if you don't have a home compost bin you would dispose of it in your regular food waste bin um, and, and not, you should not dispose of it in your recycling bin, um, which I understand is, is almost a default, uh, reaction, right in the world today, you, you consume a food product and you just immediately dispose of the wrapper, uh, in your recycling bin. Um, but our materials should not be, should not do uh, go there. They, they need to be, go in your regular waste bin. Um, and what are they made of? They're made of cellulose which is, uh, I guess, the technical name, but cellulose is essentially wood pulp. Um, so it's sort of the, the you know, a, a after uh, wood is, is um, you know, uh, used and treated for various purposes, the, 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 the waste wood, I, I should say, is then converted into this compostable material.
0: I think having spoken about this specifically in terms of, you know, the health benefits, and also the environmental impacts and the sustainability of the brand. I think looking towards just the market in general, what do you think are the key issues with sustainability um, in the confectionery industry?
2: The biggest issue for me is a single use plastic. You know, it's a staggering volume of, of, of plastic that is consumed in, in, the, in the confectionery industry. Both in chocolate as well as traditional sugar-based confectionery, so that's a major sustainability issue. Uh, I don't need to tell you guys—you know—most of the plastic waste finds its way into landfill or worse in, into the oceans, uh, and then pollutes our food chain or or even just you know pollutes the 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 oceanic uh, um, ecological systems. Um, so that's a major issue uh, in terms of sustainability for the confectionery industry. And then it's the supply chain, right? Um, Again, the, the 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 sort of carbon emissions of, uh, of of international logistics, you know, transporting all these ingredients, you know, uh, all over the world, uh, and then using them in industrial processes, um, you know, uh, sort of high volume producing factories and 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 how they're powered. Um, you know, we work with a factory that only uses green energy, for example, um, and then you've got the 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 ingredient side, right? We we all know that. Um, the meat industry is a is a huge contributor to carbon emissions and greenhouse gases. So again, you know, using dairy and chocolate uh, it, it is a sustainability problem, um, and that's mainly why we have, have used um, plant based ingredients for for our brand to just minimise our carbon footprint as, as as much as we can. Of course, we you know, cacao is not grown in the UK, so we do have to engage in in some international logistics. Um, in order to to import uh, the cacao that's used in our products, but uh, you know we only work with factories in the UK. Um, we you know so that again we we minimise our carbon footprint. Uh, and so yeah, these are all the issues that you know have have been engaged in for you know for far too long. And, and today is just you know no longer widely acceptable. And and there there has to be a, a new way to do things.
1: Are there any steps that you take to minimise your carbon footprint even further?
2: So yeah, we engage in some carbon offsetting. Um, so we work with a, a company called uh, Climate Neutral, an international organisation. Work with very work with governments, work with uh, multinationals as well, um, and they offer a process where they, of course, assess your carbon footprint of your product. Um, come up with the the, um, footprint that we we do have. And then they have a raft of of, uh, projects around the world that we can help to fund uh, and contribute to, which then um, offsets our our carbon footprint uh, and hence brings us to a carbon neutral um, status. Uh, On top of that, we're the UK's first plastic negative chocolate brand. Um, what does plastic negative mean? It's 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 very similar to to you know the phrases like carbon neutral or carbon negative. We chose to be plastic negative again because you know the plastic issue is is, is pretty big for us. Uh, and so for every bar we sell, we fund the cleanup of the equivalent of ten plastic wrappers that would normally go to landfill or or into the oceans. So we're literally cleaning up after after the big confectionery guys.
0: I was also just going to ask about your journey in becoming a B Corp and what um, commitments you've made as part of this.
2: Yeah, um, that was quite a journey. Uh, It's certainly no easy process. Um, But we started that process uh, during the pandemic. You know, uh, it was a very challenging time for us. Um, You know, distribution or or, or achieving distribution was, was pretty difficult. So we went inward and decided to get uh, you know, our house in order. Uh, we had always aimed to be a B Corp business, but we thought that we would do it further along in our journey. Um, but the pandemic kind of um, enabled us to, to do it quite early on, which, which turned out to be a really positive thing. So it was a long process. It was an arduous process. Um, we had to engage in um, or change certain practices in our business, but because we were small and we had a small team, it was a lot easier to do. Uh, and for anyone thinking about B Corp out there, I would certainly encourage doing it uh, at the earlier stages of your business life rather than later on when, when all the systems and practices that, that are established are just so much harder to change. But as part of the B Corp process, you know, you know, it, it forces you to do really positive things like, uh, you know, we, we we watch our energy usage, for example, in, in the office, uh, and we set targets to reduce our energy consumption uh, on uh, in a year to year basis, we're already a plastic free business, but then we um, you know, the B Corp process forces you to look at your, your disposal practices, how you, you know, we all engage in recycling, but can we recycle better? Uh, You know, we recycle our coffee grains in the office, for example, you know, we, we engage in much better practices with our employees. You know, it, it's all about diversity and inclusion for us as well. We we work with again. It forces you to examine your your supply chain uh, and, uh, and and all the usual stuff we've just discussed in terms of carbon emissions and your carbon footprint. As far as sourcing ingredients, engaging with your suppliers, it, it also encourages you to to influence your suppliers to to engage in better practices. So um, again, like I said, we're working with a factory that that only uses green energy and it's also B Corp certified. Um, And the B Corp community are very are encouraged and and are very keen to work with other B Corp businesses. Uh, And so you know it's just a whole new community that all live by similar values all operate with similar values. It's not only about profit, it's about purpose and profit. Um, and you know as as long as so so for example, you know, we're also now starting to engage with a fulfillment business that, that is also B Corp certified. And just by being certified, we know that they engage in, in really good practices, both in terms of energy consumption, um, staff welfare, uh, you know, it, it could be making an impact in, in their industry. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just a great movement, um, that, that should be really supported. All I can say is, you know, uh, um, it's the target audience that, 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 that we're going for, um, make those better swaps, you know, make those better decisions, um, do a bit of research, do a bit more diligence, um, and choose better, um, buy better products that, that are not full of empty calories, check the labels, check the ingredients, anything with an E number should be put down. In my opinion, refined sugars, uh, should not be consumed. Artificial sweeteners is certainly not the answer, um, which is why, you know, as much as sugar is is toxic, just replacing it with artificial sweeteners is certainly not the solution, because uh, they cause, uh, you know, even more damage to, to your body than a refined sugar. And yeah, just make more conscious decisions in, in your consumer habits.
0: Yes, absolutely. I think that's definitely a mindset that all of us need to get, get on with and adopt. Um I guess the question to wrap us up would be, what would be your future sustainable goals and ambitions for the business?
2: Well, we're, we're going to get into new product categories. Right now, it's chocolate bars. Uh, we recently launched um, uh, a chocolate egg for Easter, which has been so well received. Um, and we've had such amazing feedback that it's going to end up being an all-year-round product, which is which is fabulous. And then ultimately, you know, with my manufacturing background, it is it is our vision and our dream, um, more my co-founders' uh, dream, to be frank, um, to have our own manufacturing operation, which we can really fully control uh, and really uh, you know minimize our carbon footprint. And, and really engage in, 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 in sort of brilliant practices. Um, green energy, recycling, sustainable materials, um, you know, rainwater collection to use as our source of water. That's the ultimate aim. Uh, we're some years away from that, and I guess maybe it's a little bit of a romantic vision. Um, but yeah, those are our goals and ambitions. Keep, keep creating new products, anything to do with chocolate, uh and just show the industry that you know what there it is possible to create uh convenience foods and packaged products um, packaged foods and beverage that are are better for us and better for the planet
1: fantastic smith i'm really excited to see what else you're going to produce um i'm sure it's going to be a fantastic journey and um, thank you also for joining us in this podcast especially on a saturday morning we really really appreciate it um, and it's been a really interesting discussion.
2: Thanks, guys.